little kid there, Mr. Cut. He's mine. So if he wakes up somewhere in the middle, I don't know what's going to happen. Just saying. <laughs> we'll see. Um, let's, just, let's just pray together. Uh, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you. just want to invite you. Um, obviously, you're already here, but just again to invite you into this place. And this morning, we're just going to open up the, the Word, and we're just going to have a bit of a look at a, a story uh, that you were involved with. And, and may we take to heart what's there, and may we understand it. And even though sometimes it's a bit of a hard topic to get our head around, and may we may find some clarity in these words. Thanks, Lord. Amen. Alrighty. Last uh, last few weeks. This is our last. This is our last week of our series. Where's God? Where's God? When? And uh, we've looked at a few different stories in the Bible. And we've looked at a few different uh, scenarios about how do we deal with when life's out of control? How do we deal with um, stuff that just doesn't seem to be go, going right? And and probably all of us. And I. I pretty certain I could be pretty safe that all of us at some time in our life and to different levels maybe to different degrees but all of us probably at some time in our life have said where's God where's God because this isn't making sense surely if there's a God this wouldn't happen surely if there's a God that just would not take place and sometimes it's a bit hard for us to get our head around that and to sort of think well I don't know like, where is God when that happens? Like, surely this all-powerful God, and we hear him doing all sorts of miracles in the Bible, and, and even in current times, we hear people, and we've had a few here, stand up uh, here at Refresh and, and share their story, and God has, I believe, has very much been at work in those people's lives. But then there's those other times where it's just like, well, surely, God, why aren't you kicking in now? Why can't you make this situation work? And we've, and we've a lot of, like I said, I think all of us probably ha- have at some time gone well where's God when where's God when this is happening where's God when that's going to take place uh, and I don't know if, if you have ever had your life sort of if you've had that sort of sinking feeling that you know what you just there's something going wrong and you just can't stop it you can't arrest it you can't you can't put the brakes on you're like, like I, I want to be able to I want to be able to control the situation but it, it's just getting more and more and more out of control whether it's you know, it could be all, all types of things. It could be you know, relational, it could be health, it could be, it could be work, it could be stuff that's sort of outside your realm of control and you're sort of like, I'm trying to stop this, I can see where it's going to end. You sort of see yourself sort of getting, you know, plummeting out of the sky and you're about to hit the bottom and you're sort of just going, I can see the consequences but I can't do anything about it and I can't. And so the last resort, and maybe you haven't used it as the last resort, but the only thing that's left to you is, God, where are you? Okay, now, like, just throw the safety net out, catch me now because I'm about to fall and it's going to be painful and it's going to hurt. And I don't know if you've been in that situation, maybe there's some of you who have never really, you know, hit, hit bottom too hard and maybe you've done it a few times, maybe it's just like, oh, yeah, failed an assignment or something, okay, maybe it wasn't too, too out of control. And others, people might have had something that's really, um, you know, something that really has made a big impact in their life and that's pretty raw still, maybe even now. Uh, and I guess there's many things, you know, it might not just be those things, there's, there's many things that people deal with, um, you know, even just being accepted by others. You might be like, I don't know who, I haven't got any friends and I just, if I had a friend, just even one friend, come on God, help me out because right now I'm feeling real lonely. Uh, it could be things like um, depression or addiction to, to substances or to pictures on a screen or, you know, just whatever it might be, you're just thinking, you know what, this is, this is not where I want to be. This is not what I want to do. And, and, We've, I think, like I said, all of us have asked the question, you know, where's God? Surely just, just let's soften the impact here. Like, where are you, God? But nothing happens. 
And then that sort of rocks your world a bit because it's like, well, hang on a minute. I've been praying about this and I've been sincerely praying, not just like just going, oh, yeah, please help me, God. But like I've been, I've been pleading, I've been pouring out my heart here and I'm, I'm praying real hard and I'm going, God, where are you? And just, bang, hits rock bottom. It's like, <clears throat> I want to believe in God. I want to believe he's real. I want to believe he can do amazing things. But like, he's not showing it. Not right now. I mean, I might have seen it before or someone else stands up the front at Refresh and tells these amazing stories and you're going, oh, cool, that sounds awesome. And which it is, all oh, that's great. And it's something that we can take, you know, take inspiration from. But for you personally, it's like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not seeing it. Where's God? Where's God when this happens? Um, I want to I read a story today. And, and today the talk is just basically going through one story. And, and we're going to just look at the story and what, that, and what that meant for those people who were involved in that story. And, and just thought of maybe uh, fleshing out some of the, the, the feelings and some of the emotions that were taking place for the various people in this story and it has a very similar feel to what I've just been talking about and the story is in John chapter 11 and this story is is when Lazarus dies now Lazarus had two sisters Mary and Martha and they were for whatever reasons we're not told a real lot about the why but they were really good friends really close friends with Jesus and and Lazarus gets sick and we go to John chapter 11, we're just going to read, going to read, through, um, read, through, read through these verses uh, sort of one at a time and just have a look at what happens and maybe answering some of the why of, of what goes on here. 11, chap, uh, John chapter 1, sorry, John chapter 11 verse 1. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and Martha, Mary and his sister Martha. Okay, that's, that's cool, set in the background. Uh, this Mary was the brother of Lazarus. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped her, his feet with her hair. Okay, another story, won't go into it. If you want to look it up, cool story. Basically, the short version here is Jesus meant a real lot to this lady. Okay, go and check it out, read your Bible, cool. So the sisters sent word to the Lord. Uh, Lord, uh, the one you love is sick. Okay, so Jesus is off, he's about, I don't know, he's, he's probably, I don't know, 15-odd K away, 15, 20 K away, something like that, and he's, he's out doing some other stuff. Mary and Martha are nursing a very sick brother, a very sick man, and he gets sicker and sicker and sicker, and he's not well at all, he's got, I don't know, whatever he had, had a fever, whatever he might have had, but it, things weren't looking real well at all, things weren't looking great for Lazarus, and they said, well, you know what, their solution here is, Let's go and get Jesus. Let's bring Jesus back. Let's, let's get him. He's been healing people all over the shop. He's, he's making blind people see. He's healing people who have been sick since birth. He's been healing all sorts of stuff. He's, he's, if anyone can turn this around, it's Jesus. So no, and they're good friends. And even, even here when, um, uh, when they sent to Jesus, they said, this is the message. So they sent a messenger and the message was, Lord, the one you love is sick. So just in case you forgot, Lord the one you love, you remember? Remember your good friend, right? Your good friend is the sick one, okay? So if that can get us any sort of leverage here, your good mate, your good friend Lazarus, remember, you know, good friends, he's sick. So we're tight, we're close, so surely that must mean, you know, don't, don't worry about the people who you've never met before. How about you make this a bit of a priority? Come back, this guy's crook. Verse 4. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death, no, 
It is for God's glory so that, the God, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, if you've heard the story before, and probably maybe 90, maybe, I don't know, maybe all of you have, but maybe there's a few here that haven't, that's okay. But if you have heard the story, you're at a disadvantage, okay? Because what I want you to try and do, if you haven't heard the story before, is I want you to try and put yourself in the shoes of the people in real time. Make sense? So I want you to sort of put, your, put yourself back there and imagine, okay, I don't know the end of the story, and if you haven't heard this story, beauty, you're, you're in the box seat here, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but here Jesus says, he goes, the messenger comes and says, you know, please come, this, this bloke is sick, I need your help, and he says here, the sickness will not end death, no, it's for God's glory, so that, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, problem, which is a bit weird, and if, particularly if, if you're not used to this God stuff, if, if Christianity is new to you, this is even weirder. But let me tell you, it's even weird for a Christian. This thought here, okay, this thought that God says, this sickness will not end death, okay, we can handle that, because Jesus is saying, don't worry, he's not going to die. Uh, no, but this is the reason, the purpose, the why. No, it's for God's glory, so that God's Son, i.e. Jesus, who's talking, may be glorified through it. Get it? Here Jesus is saying that there's a reason for this and the reason this is going to happen is because I'm going to show you something pretty cool. I'm going to show you something pretty amazing and, and the Father in heaven as well as myself, Jesus talking, as well as myself are going to be glorified, are going to be like, everyone's going to be going, wow, how cool. He said that's the reason why this has taken place. Now, if you're a Christian, if, if, you've got, if, you, you know, if you've been a Christian for a while, that's that's like, that, that still sits not real well with most of us. And if you're a non-Christian, if you're, if you're coming, like if you're sitting here for some reason that you're not really into this or it's been a while and you're sort of tinkering around the edges of Christianity, you're just going, yeah, whack job. You're just thinking, what is that? Like, what, why would someone let somebody hurt in order for someone else to get the glory? Like that, surely if the God is a God of love, then wouldn't he take care of things from the start? Anyway, that's what he says, but stay with us. Let's keep reading. Uh, then we go to verse 5. Um, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Okay, so John's just sort of given us a bit of commentary. He's saying, just in case you forgot, Jesus was good mates with this, with this guy. Uh, Jesus, Jesus really loved these people. Yet, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Now, just remember, John's just said, remember, Jesus, Jesus not, only did, not only did they love Jesus, but Jesus also loved them, and he's, this guy is really sick. He's only, he's probably, I don't know, if you're 15 k's away, maybe half a day's walk if you're beeline for, for your destination. So he's only half a day away, maybe. Maybe even less, if he hurried. This guy's really sick, not just sick, but he's really sick. He sent a message, we need you, Jesus, he's not real well at all, we need you to get back before he dies. Can you come and help? And Jesus goes, yeah, maybe later. <laughs> Hang on a minute, like, it, that, that doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't sit real well. Like, it's, it's weird, you know, and if, we, and if we're looking at some of those other issues that we just talked about, and sometimes, like I said, you feel yourself falling out, of, you know, spiralling out of control, it's God, God, where are you? And it's just like, silence. It's like, yeah, is this God for real? 
Yeah, and we, you know, you know, when you're a little kid, and if you've been, if you again, if you've been around Christian circles, or if you've been, you know, if you you went to school since you're at prep at North Pine or something like that, you know, you always say Jesus loves you, and if ever you're in trouble, just pray and He'll be there for you, and all these sort of like, they're like nearly fairy tales. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we're saying the wrong thing, but like we we always presume that God's right there at all the time, you know, on our call, and, and whenever we need Him, He's right there, and He'll take care of things, and and I believe that. But it doesn't seem like that. Doesn't certainly doesn't seem like that. And I guess in some cases, tragedy still happens. But here he goes. He says uh, he stayed there where he was for two more days. Then he says to the disciples in verse seven, "Let's go back to Judea. That's back to where towards where Lazarus was. Let's go back to, to Judea." Now the problem was here that if you read the, if you read John chapter ten just before that. Uh, Jesus had a bit of a run-in with some other people from Judea, not, not Mary and Martha and Lazarus, but some other people, uh, some of the religious leaders, so much to the point where they decided that they, they would pick up a whole heap of rocks and they were about to, to stone him to death. Like, so they, they weren't so happy with Jesus at the time. And the disciples were obviously um, watching this and were looking on and they were sort of caught up in the middle of all this as well obviously you know they are his close followers and and they've tried to see and these guys tried to seize jesus and they tried to kill him but he got out and he got away and he and off he went and so two days later he's, he says to his disciples all right let's go let's go back um verse eight he says that was better than i thought uh, verse eight he says um he says, they said, but Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you and yet you were going back there. In other words, they're saying like, hang on, just a couple of days ago, or, you know, just a few, you know, week or so, just a little while ago, we were there and, and they tried to kill you, right? So now you're wanting to go back to where it's, they're going to remember what you look like, Jesus. Um, you know, this is not, this, we haven't sort of, we're not out of trouble here, like we're sort of on the wanted list. Uh, if we go back there, like, uh, this is going to get a bit nasty and get a bit messy. And, and Jesus answered them, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees by this world's light. What? That doesn't even make sense. Like, why did he say that? Hang on a minute. Like, here they're just saying, um, you know, they tried to kill us, and then he just starts talking about daylight and, and walking in the light. And, uh, and then in verse 10 it says, It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, for he has no light. But where's that come from? Is that like, did John make a mistake here? Like, actually, is this a typo? Like, like this, this doesn't even fit the passage. But if we put that in together with, with the words that he put, the sentence that he had a little bit earlier where he said, hang on, this is, this is done for your glory. Here Jesus is actually saying, I'm not going to be around long. I'm not going to be here forever. When the light's here, let's act in the light. Let's, let's, let's do, I'm going to go and show you something pretty amazing and let's don't worry about your safety don't worry about all this getting killed stuff when i'm here we get we're, we're at work the day the sun's up it's time to go as in the sun is here god's son is here it's time to it's time for action and so uh and so he says right so let's go now after he said this this is verse 11 he went on to, he went on to tell them our friend lazarus has fallen asleep but I'm going there to wake him up. All right, from the disciples' perspective. And remember, if you've heard the story before, try and put yourself in the time, real time, as a disciple. So, 
Your friend Lazarus is sick. Okay. They want you back there. But you say, okay, now you know that he's just asleep. Well, he's probably okay getting better because sleep's good, right? Sleep, if you go to, you know, sleep is good for when you're crook. If you're having, you know, a day off when you're sick, just have a good rest. Immune system kicks in. So that's good. Why put ourselves at risk of getting beaten up, caught up, stoned to death, or whatever it is? Why put ourselves at risk? Because Lazarus has gone to sleep and you want to go and wake him up. Jesus, you're not making sense. Why would someone want to do that? And you know, it can be a little bit like that for us. Let's be, let's, let's be honest. Sometimes when, tough, when things get a bit tough and we think, oh yeah, I could help someone, but uh, there's a few negatives along with that. Um, maybe let's just, let's just pull back a little bit. Let's just keep the comfort, you know, let's just stay where we're comfortable and let's just stay where we are. Uh, his disciples replied, this is verse 12, Lord, if sleep, if he sleeps, he will get better. That's why it was still, back then it was the same. Jesus had been speaking of death, but his disciples thought he'd meant natural sleep. So he told them plainly. Okay, this is where they, they, they weren't catching on with the, uh, the cryptic talk. He was, trying to be, he was trying to be a bit clever, but he, he, um, he, he had to come out plain as day. Jesus told them plainly, this is verse 14, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake... I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let's go to him. Okay, he's dead. Can't do anything about it. Why would you go, you know, hang on, it's still not making sense. And then, it, and I guess there's this, again, this is another, there's another few words in this sentence that, that takes a little bit to get our head around. It says, Lazarus is dead and for your sake I'm glad. Is it, does anyone have a problem with that word? For your sake I'm glad that he's dead. Like, like, good friend, good friend Jesus, I'm glad that he's dead. Like, usually that sort of talk is only for people like, you know, the enemy, like the people who you really don't like. Like, you know, you wouldn't even say that about a New South Wales football player. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, that's pretty harsh. I'm glad. I'm glad he's dying. Let's go to him. And the disciples, and the fun, this is a little, just, it's a little side note here, but it's pretty funny. Uh, in verse 16, then Thomas, called Didymus, uh, said to the rest of the disciples, ready, wait for this, let's also go that we may die with him. Alright, we're going back to be killed. Woohoo, Lazarus is dead, we're all going to die. Let's go. This is beautiful. Like, are we having fun yet? You know, like, this is, this is what we signed up for. Like, this is just, this is, we're at the top of our game here. Um, and old Thomas, he just says, right, oh, this is what, the, I don't know what we're in for, let's, let's go, let's, this, is just, this is stupidity. Nothing's making sense, nothing in this passage is making sense. It's all over the place. Jesus is like, what are you, where are you going with this? What are you doing? Here, first of all, there's this guy who you supposedly love and you've let die. And we're, we're only with him, we're in striking distance. We could have got back there straight away and saved this guy. Now he's died and there's people trying to kill us. It's just, it's falling apart at every angle. Everything's coming adrift. Let's keep going. Verse 17. And I'll read through a bit of this. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Uh, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. As in, that's Bethany, that's where, uh, that's where Lazarus had died. Jerusalem's only a couple of miles away. So, give it an hour's walk. Not too hard to get there. Uh, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the, in the loss of their brother, as you would, okay? 
heard about a brother, heard about this guy's death. They've all come out. They're all they're mourning, they're comforting. The normal things are the grieving process that you would normally do when someone you love passes away. And you think about this. This is someone that's as close to these, you know, these two sisters. Uh, it's their brother that passed away. Um, you know, so it's, it's a big thing, and it, and it doesn't sound like they were, he was an old man. You know, so he's died prematurely, and it's a sad loss, and all this sort of stuff. And so for these guys, for Mary and Martha now, who are left, and all these other people, it's a pretty, they've hit bottom. They're really hurting. Something's gone real bad for them. Verse 20. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. So Martha hears that Jesus, someone obviously runs ahead of Jesus, says, Jesus, you know, Jesus is on his way. So she doesn't wait for him to get there. Obviously, there's a crowd at Mary and Martha's house. There's a crowd there. So she thinks, I'll go out to him. I want to talk to him by myself. And so she does. So she runs out to meet, to meet Jesus before he gets to the house. And this is where it starts to, uh, to get pretty, I guess, intense in some ways in this story. Lord, verse 21, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Who is she blaming for the death of her brother? Jesus could have saved him. Jesus could have stepped in. And sometimes we feel like this. Sometimes when stuff's, whatever it might be, whatever issue, whether it's a, it's a big issue like someone dying, you know, death in a family, or whether it's something still big for you but not, not the same, but whatever it is, you're thinking, Jesus, you could have turned this around. You could have saved me. You could have, you could have, you know, you could have turned this around. You could have got us out of this. She's angry. She'd have to be angry. Jesus, if you'd have been here, if you've only come, we sent a message. We sent someone out to say, hey, quick, my brother's crook. He's not got long. Get home, quick. You know, the one you love, remember? Here he is. Jesus hangs around for, for a little bit longer doesn't respond if you had been here my brother would not have died why why wouldn't you do that for me we know you can why didn't you that's pretty full on and then she sort of I guess maybe I don't know verse 22 but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask and sort of backtracks maybe because he still thinks okay still understands this guy's the messiah and doesn't probably want to accuse him of too much the wrong thing you know but like I, I still know that you're God I still know that you're the one but like <clears throat> inside why why did you let this happen pointing the finger a little bit Jesus said to her your brother will rise again Mary uh, Martha I should say answered I know he'll rise again on the resurrection in the last day in other words yeah look I know I understand the last time stuff I know one day there's going to be this huge big resurrection and, and you know everyone who, who loves and puts their faith in Jesus Christ is going to be raised back to life I understand all that uh, yeah I know you know that's nice comfort and we sometimes say that you know oh you know there's peace now but that's not a comfort right now but she said look I, I understand that you know that's that's cool Martha answered I know he'll rise again on the resurrection on that last day. And then verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? I don't know, what do you say to that? Did you understand that bit? Well, I didn't like you read it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, okay, I'll read it again. Ready? I am the resurrection and the life. This is Jesus sort of 
I guess, speaking in a way that sometimes it's hard for us to get our head around and, and try and maybe sort of try and nut this out. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will, will live even though he dies. Okay, talking about that second resurrection again. Okay, yeah, okay, got that. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Verse 27, yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. She's like, yeah, I get all that. And then after that, she said, uh, after, this is verse 28, after she had said this, she went back and collected, uh, called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up and quickly went to him. Now, Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. So he's still outside, he's still away, you know, away a bit, uh, he's... He hasn't come right into where they live. And when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up, they followed her, supposing she was going to, to the tomb to mourn there. Okay, as you do. Okay, so often people, you know, go to the grave, to the site where they're laying, and, and to mourn the loss that they had. And so they got up as well. But, but obviously, uh, Mary was, was going to Jesus. Verse 32. Now it's Mary's turn. So you should, when, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him she fell at his feet and said lord if you had been here my brother would not have died so martha first of all said where were you now mary's going it's your fault like as in not your fault but it's sort of your fault you know what i'm saying okay i don't i don't yeah okay, you didn't cause him to get crook but like you could have turned it around you could have stopped this and she's, she says exactly the same, had the exact same question that Martha had. And I would suggest the same questions that we often have. You could have turned it around. Where were you? It's normal. That's what we ask. When Jesus, and this is where it gets, again, it gets a bit of an intense moment. When Jesus saw her weeping and the, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved and troubled, deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see Lord, they replied, and Jesus wept. Here we have Jesus, who, right, remember right from the start, he said, I'm glad this happened. <laughs> right, I'm glad this happened so that I can show you what, who I really am, and I can show you who God really is. And he knew that from the start. Like he said, oh, let's go back, let's go back there, and we're going to sort this out. And he knew he had this plan in place. But the grief that these guys were showing, that, that Mary and Martha and the others who were there were showing, and the fact that he, you know, he, he'd lost a friend as well, and the compassion that he had, he was, you know, as the Bible describes, he was deeply moved, he was deeply troubled, he's just like, man. And he said he was, he was reduced to tears himself. He, just, he was broken down because of, because of the, the sadness that this situation had caused. And then the Jews, verse, verse 36, then the Jews said, wow, see how much he loved him? Man, he must have really liked this guy. Like he's, he, you know, he, okay, we understand who this Jesus guy is. He's this huge, you know, amazing guy, but he clearly loved this fellow a lot. But some of them said, ready? Here's a question. This is what we ask. Verse 37. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? We're all asking the same question. Surely if he loved him that much, he would have turned up. Surely. Surely. But see, none of these people, none of these people realise what's happening next. 
None of these people, because it's just, it's, it, it blows your mind. It's outside the realm of possibility. And if you look at your own personal experience, you never see this sort of stuff before. And sometimes when we are in situations that are so tough, that are hard for us, we, don't, we, we can't see an answer. And it's just like, we're at the bottom of the pit. We just, don't, we, we just don't have the experience to see that there's actually a possibility of getting out of this alive or intact. And we're just like, God, where are you? And that's what the question is these guys ask as well. If he could have, if he, he could heal blind people, if he can open the eyes of blind people, surely he would have loved him enough to turn up and make this work. 30, verse 38. Jesus once more, deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take the stone away, he said. More weird stuff. Okay, like here, this guy, uh, and this is, and, and, and Martha snaps real quick. But Lord, she said, Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor for he's been in there four days. Four days. Like, not just a couple of days, but he's been there four days. And Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? Here comes that, that weird piece of theology if you want to call that it's like bad what? no i don't get it but jesus says did i not tell you that if you believed you will see the glory of god so they took the stone so they took away the stone then jesus looked up and said father i thank you that you have heard me i knew that you always hear me but for the i said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me in other words he's saying look he starts praying he's praying he's saying Father, I know we've, we've already talked about this, we've already heard this, but I'm saying this for everyone around me, okay? Everyone listening? Everyone listening? Good, okay. And he starts, and he continues on. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, this is verse 43, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. All right, you've seen it all now. All right, here's this guy, they're all, they're, they're mourning, they're sad, they're all this sort of stuff. And Jesus walks in and just says to this guy, and it will says, "Open the door, open the, you know, roll the stone away. Let's open up this tomb." Everyone's like, "Yeah, all right, this is this is getting real weird." And he pulls out, "Hey, Lazarus, come out!" And he walks out, all like mummified, you know, like as you imagine in a in a movie, all wrapped up in linen, and 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 everyone's just like, "Whoa!" They're just like looking at him, staring at him. I can tell you why they're staring at him. We know that because Jesus actually has to say, uh, "Jesus said to them, take off the clothes and let him go." Like they weren't just going, oh, Lazarus, you're alive, and they run over and hug him, and like they're all like, oh, whoa, he's on somebody, take the clothes off this guy, he's all, you know, he's alive. Wow, the glory of God. And you know what? It doesn't always, it's not always this. Like this is a happy ending, right? This is a, this is this is the this is the ultimate story of. I mean, someone's come back from the dead. Like it's not doesn't get any bigger than this. But these guys went through this situation that God would be glorified. Think about what happens next. Um, and if you actually read the very next verse, uh, therefore many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen uh, what Jesus did put their faith in him. Of course they did. <laughs> like everyone there is just going to go, wow. If I didn't believe he was like the, you know, some Messiah or some godly person before, I believe it now. There's a guy who's just, he's been in there for, there's no doubt that this guy's dead. He's been in there for four days. They're saying, look, it stinks in there. Don't open, don't open the door. Open the door anyway. Open, you know, roll the stone away. 
But it comes back to that, that, that sort of unusual thought that Jesus says, the reason why this has happened is to bring God glory. That doesn't sit well with us for our situations. We don't want that. I don't want to go through tough times just so God. I want to, be, I want to glorify God in the good times. You know? like, let's, let's, you know, when everything's going sweet, God, you know, all glory to you. We talked a bit about that last week. He says, no, no, in this time, this was done so that I can be glorified and the Father can be glorified. Lazarus was brought back to life. Everyone around who saw that just went, wow, how amazing. A little while later, um, Jesus himself was killed. Jesus himself died. Jesus himself was put in a tomb. And a little while later, just like Lazarus, Jesus was raised back to life. Not many people believed him. Not many people believed the, believed the eyewitnesses that saw him. Not many people actually went, oh wow, yeah, that, that happened. But there were a number. Do you think that because of this event, that people go, well actually, you know what, there's a real possibility that Jesus Christ did come back to life because we've seen it before or we know somebody who has seen it before. We've heard genuine, like legit reports that he's been able to bring other people back to life. And if Jesus himself is now back to life and everyone's going, well, that's weird, they go, no, 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 well, it's, it's, it's happened before. Why can't it happen again? And so, so by this event taking place now, in fact, no doubt would have had an impact later on when everyone's going, wow, this Jesus Christ character is really the Son of God because he was died, he, you know, he was crucified and then he was raised back to life again. How cool. And sometimes, we don't like it, but sometimes... I guess God uses our ordinary situations, our at sometimes painful situations, to bring about some real good stuff, maybe in your own life or maybe in the life of people around us. And not to, and I guess not to just go, well, you know what, where is God? But he says, no, no, that same promise that God can actually still be glorified out of the bad stuff in your life, the, the ugly stuff, the dark stuff that takes place. And, you know, I've heard some probably the most inspiring things that I've heard are people who have been in those situations that still glorify God. And it's just, it's just powerful and, and amazing when you see people who, who are doing it tough but just go, you know what, I was there, I was at the bottom. And I didn't know where God was at the time but I came out the other end and I see God at work. And I saw God doing some amazing stuff. Um, clearly the devil in this world takes advantage of us and tries to tear us apart. But in spite of that, in spite of the battle that goes on, the, the power of God is still at work in, in, in many ways. I'm just going to show a clip uh, to finish off and then we'll, we'll pray together. Thanks, Simon. Goodbye. 
point of what we've been talking about over the last few weeks and today as well isn't about, you know what, I shouldn't feel sad or I shouldn't feel hurt. That's not the point at all because there are times that we still grieve and, that, and that's, that's normal. And it's, not, and it's not that we shouldn't ask God for healing and for, and for help in the situation because clearly that's good too. And, you know, and, and Jesus himself, as we talked about, when he, when he went to that situation, he, he got caught up himself as in just, and grieved himself and, and, and wept with those people and shared the grief. And so I guess in saying that, you know, we have full permission to ask for help. That's, that's normal. That's, that's what God wants. But obviously when it doesn't come together, sometimes don't let the situation determine your perspective or perception of who God is. He's still there. And even though sometimes we may never realise why or how come, he is still there and for us to give him the glory in the good and the bad. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you so very much that you love us beyond what we can comprehend. And uh, thanks for the stories like this because these sort of stories just show that that you're real and that the people in the Bible, these, these, these stories that have made, um, that made it throughout history, you know, for the last couple of thousand years these, these stories have been around and we're still reading, in them, reading about them. They're just normal people, just normal people who have interacted with you and have been able to, I guess, display or show how awesome you are. And I just pray that we can do that as well. I just pray that we can, no matter what happens in our life, we can give you the glory when things are going real well, but we can also give you glory and credit when things are going not so good in our lives. And that through that, not only will we be, we be inspired, not only will, be, will we be um, uplifted, but, but people around us will just see you at work in our lives. Please with us if we are hurting for those people. I, I especially pray for them and just ask that you will comfort them and that you will hold them, hold their hand and, and walk them out of this situation. Um, and for the rest of us around us too, may we be compassionate to those people in those, uh, in those situations. Thanks Lord. Take us today. Thank you for, for this day and just, yeah, may we just enjoy it with you.